Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. I'm Darren Hefty. My brother Brian is out on the road today, but I've got him on the phone as well. And we're going to be talking about soybean fungicides and insecticides on today's program. As you're picking up all your pre's, as you're picking up your seed, as you're getting your soybean seed treated, don't forget about the fungicides and insecticides that you know you're going to use at some point in season. We've got a lot of supply shortages out there and just it's tough to get supplies on time this year. It's a really strange year. So picking things up early is going to help you out quite a bit on your farm. All right, Brian, talking fungicides and insecticides on soybeans. Are you hearing any specific supply shortages on those or is it kind of just a good idea to pick stuff up early? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that is already running out. Revitech is out. Preaxor is out. Um, Fortix is just about out. Acropolis is already out. I I could list out probably 10 fungicides where the manufacturer is out. If your dealer has some, that might be all they get for the whole season. And so that's the reason why we're talking about this right now. I don't know that this will happen to us with insecticides, but I do know we haven't had a big bug run year for a while. If we happen to have one this summer, oh yeah, there are going to be all kinds of insecticides out too. So not only do we have all these logistical issues, companies just coming back online now because of COVID, all those problems, but there were also rolling blackouts this winter. We've got uh, shortages of certain raw materials and even plastic now to put it in containers, plastics running out in certain places. So yeah, there are all kinds of issues going on. So I would encourage you to take a look at the post side. But honestly, Darren, I kind of forgot we were talking post products today. When you mentioned fungicide and insecticide, the first thing I went to was soybean seed treatments. And I don't think there's going to be a big shortage on the soybean seed treatments. But I do think this year with the way the soybean price is, there's a decent chance it's going to be a good return on investment for a lot of farmers, especially when a lot of people are talking about planting much earlier than normal with their beans. Well, when you think about the early planting situation, it, it does give you an opportunity to catch more yield. And sometimes growers will say, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're just trying to push me to go earlier. No, I'm not. I don't care when you plant. It doesn't matter to me. Just look at the data and do a little bit of studying on your own farm. Experiment a little bit. If you're going to plant some early, think about it this way. If your plants can get up and get bigger by the time you've got the longest days of the year in June, well, man, you, you're catching all that sunlight. It has to be a good thing for yield. And then we think about dry conditions. If we can get up and shade that row out a little quicker, that could be a good thing to help conserve moisture. But the key is going to be getting good early emergence, not losing a bunch of those plants early. And that's what you're getting at here with soybean seed treatments and, and fungicides and insecticides. Yeah, yield is ultra critical this year i mean granted we're not as worried about oh man we're we're barely going to make money this year what we're more worried about is you know what if we get a few extra bushels we could really capitalize i mean how many opportunities do you have in your entire farming career where you go wow if i was to raise a fantastic crop well now what could i do um you know how much income could i make and how could i possibly set myself up really well for the next two or three years. And that's the big thing because we don't get 
years where we can pretty easily foresee making a profit very often. And you already see what's happening with input prices and, and some of the different challenges that we're going to face on anything that we didn't get prepaid this year. It's it's expensive. There's no doubt about that. And then you think about what land prices and cash rent could do going forward if we have high market prices for a while. And yeah, you got a chance to make some money this year. You got to cash in on that in your farm and get as many bushels as you can. Because like you're talking about a complete seed treatment for 15 bucks in most areas. Well, 15 bucks is about a bushel of beans, roughly. It isn't going to take very long for that to pay. All you got to do no. is save a few plants out there, just reduce a little bit of stress, and you'll for sure get at least a bushel or more. I'd be shocked if you didn't. Yeah, okay. So coming back to the post-emerge stuff, the reason why we're talking about this today also has to do somewhat with the price of soybeans. Whenever the soybean price is higher, we see more people using fungicide and to some degree insecticide too. Now, we're always going to say with insecticide, make sure you scout first. But unfortunately, you can't do that with fungicides. If you scout and you see disease, you're already too late. You've already lost yield. So you want to be a little on the early side. The timings we've found for fungicide in soybeans R1, or right at first flower, is great for sudden death syndrome with Fortix, or it's great for sclerotinia white mold with those products like Endura, Acropolis, uh, maybe Proline, something like that. But anyway, the point is R1 is good for those specific diseases. But if you're just after, hey, you know, I don't usually spray a lot of fungicide and soybeans. I just want to spray once. Don't have lots of disease issues, then we're usually talking R2 to R3, so full flower to first pod. I'll often tell guys, hey, once you see the first pod in the field, that's probably when you want to go out and spray your fungicide. If you're just looking for a one-time, one-application, I'm going to give it a shot this year and see if it pays kind of treatment. You know, I think there's a little complication too this year, Brian, because there's so many tie-in programs that I would just encourage all farmers, talk to your agronomist about this. You've already got your herbicide program set very likely. If you haven't made a decision on which products you're going to use when it comes to fungicides later on, talk to them about it because there could be some big savings this year, maybe even half price in some cases, depending on what program you're in. Yep, definitely. There are a lot of rebates again this year, so that can enter into it. But never let the rebate confuse uh, you with agronomics. Agronomically speaking, there are just some fungicides you got to stay away from in certain situations. Like I said, with sclerotinia white mold, a lot of the common fungicides are not good on white mold. So you got to find something that is good if that's your number one issue you're after. All right. It's all about managing stress out in the fields. We're talking about soybeans today and some of the fungicide products, insecticide products, and of course the strategies around those products to get the most out of them. Yes, market prices are good, but like we've been talking about here so far, we want to take advantage of that. We don't get years like this where we've got a good chance with, hey, another bushel or two could put quite a few dollars in your pocket. So we'll talk about soybean fungicides and insecticides on today's program. We also have our phone lines open. We'll be taking your calls and questions throughout the show at 844-44-AG-PHD. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Give your corn a strong defense against stress throughout the season with MycoApply Indoprime SC. MycoApply Indoprime SC uses four specially selected species of mycorrhizal fungi to protect your crop against stress. That means more access to water and key micronutrients while building a healthy soil structure for stronger crops for years to come. Stronger corn starts beneath the surface. 
Learn more about MycoApply Indoprime SC at indoprimecorn.com. Always read and follow label instructions. As a little girl, I always wanted to run the combine because it meant I was helping dad. And dad always said, farmers are helpers. I'm teaching that to my daughters, that farmers help our family, our neighbors, and our community. It's what I do at work. I help farmers get the equipment they need. My name is Kim. I'm a farmer, and I work for Case IH. Case IH, built by farmers. Revitech fungicide from BASF has been specifically developed for the selective soybean grower who doesn't compromise. If you think good is good enough, if you're okay with just achieving rather than overachieving, if average is your goal, this is not the fungicide for you. Revitech fungicide, brand new chemistry, three no excuse modes of action, zero modes of compromise. Sounds like the fungicide for you. Revitech fungicide from BASF, that's smart. Always read and follow label directions. A history of success means proven performance, but let's call performance what it is, profitability. And boosting yours, no matter what the season brings, is the goal of DeKalb brand corn. Backed by exclusive genetics, whole farm solutions, and unmatched dealer support. Let nothing shake your perseverance. Ask your dealer how DeKalb brand corn can help you realize a future of performance. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. Thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about soybean fungicides and insecticides on today's program. And generally, when we start talking about herbicides and fungicides and insecticides, we get a lot of questions around not just the products that we're using, but, okay, if I'm going to do this, how do I get the most out of it? Because many times well, uh, with almost anything that we talk about, we'll hear from someone who says, all right, I tried that and I didn't get any results. What are some things that I should look at that could help me do a better job next time? So we got our friend Nick Flights on right now with Hypro Pentair to talk just a little bit about how do you get these things applied and get the most out of them. Nick, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, fungicides and insecticides, just a little bit different animal than things like spraying dicamba and 2,4-D that we've been talking about this spring. When I think about fungicides and insecticides, I think about getting great coverage. That, to me, is one of the things that when I talk to farmers and they've had a failure, it's, well, I had my same nozzles on that I was spraying, uh, say, a dicamba application or something, and I had great big droplets, and I just didn't get the coverage I needed. Yeah, and, you know, these are applications that I, I really view nozzles having a much bigger impact on the performance than a lot of our other applications, like uh, herbicides. You know, as you said, I mean, coverage is key. We're, we're dealing with primarily contact products that exhibit little to no translocation within the plant. So, you know, coverage is key, not just on the, the top of the leaf surface or stem, but it can be on on the underside uh, of a leaf surface or on the, the soybean pod, you know, we really got to get coverage on everything. And so I think there's a couple ways that nozzles really, you know, come into play here or ways that we utilize some knowledge nozzles to, to get a better performing application. And one word that comes to mind, my mind when I talk about these applications is 
it's not just coverage, but the uniformity of coverage. We need kind of lateral uniformity of coverage. That'd be across the field, uh, left or right. Um, we don't just want to cover um, one part of the plant, the first part that we're hitting. Uh, we want to get uniform coverage across the, the entire plant, the three-dimensional surface of the plant. And that's primarily achieved through the use of inclined spray patterns, whether it's a single nozzle or single pattern on a nozzle that's inclined or a type uh, pattern where we have two, two patterns coming out of the same tip. There's also this uniformity of, of vertical uniformity. We can't just cover the top uh, of the plants. And you think about a soybean canopy, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty dense, pretty complex. There, there's a lot to get through. And this is primarily going to be achieved um, through droplet velocity and droplet mass. You know, if you think about wadding up a piece of paper and trying to throw it, it doesn't go anywhere because there's no weight there. There's no mass for that, that energy to uh, maintain. So when I look at fungicide and insecticide applications, I really don't like hollow cone nozzles. I still hear people using cone nozzles or nozzles that produce, you know, very fine and fine droplets. I don't like those because there's no droplet velocity there that's going to maintain that droplet and let it push down into the canopy. Um, so, you know, nozzles that give us medium and coarse sized droplets on an incline spray pattern, I think it is really the ticket to maximize that coverage. Yeah, there, there's a lot to that, Nick. And I, I think about it just this way. If you haven't adopted any of the new technologies and spray equipment, uh, you've been missing out. This is one of the areas that you do need to update on your farm. You mentioned the incline spray patterns. You mentioned, hey, you could have a couple of nozzles where one has got a forward incline, one has a backward incline, and you could really coat things like I think about wheat too, where you can get up both sides of the head on wheat, those types of things. Just to be able to push through this thick canopy on soybeans, that's where we get the coverage because oftentimes we're disappointed in disease protection. Well, disease can happen at any of these growing points and soybeans literally will have hundreds of growing points on them. So I agree. It's not just that insects could be on any plant part, underside of leaves or down on the stem or anything like that. Disease can start out the same way too. So I think that's a big deal. How about Nick, for guys that are out there spraying a little bit earlier, say that we haven't reached a full crop canopy yet. Do you have anything different that, that a guy would do when we've got uh, say 12 inch tall soybeans, but we still got a six inch gap in between the rows. I don't think so. You know, I think the, the same, you know, characteristics and things I'd recommend later in season are still good practices in the early season before, you know, we have canopy closure. Um, you know, the, the, those practices and things, it never hurts to have some extra added coverage. Um, so t to me really, you know, regardless of the, the timing that, that we're applying them, um, I, I think the, the same same factors and recommendations would still apply. You could potentially in the early season where it's not uh, temperatures are lower, we don't have as high of evaporative pressure. If you think about spraying uh, later in the season, you know, temperatures are, are higher, it's sunny. Um, there, there's more evaporative pressure, right? Things dry out quickly. Um, they dry out, uh, take a little bit longer to dry out in the, in the spring. You know, it's usually cooler weather, um, that droplet size may have less impact there. 
you know, a, um, a little bit finer droplet may be okay early in the season. Sure. Um, because there's going to be less evaporative pressure. It's probably going to last longer, and that uh, droplet won't shrink quite as much as we might see later in the season. So if you wanted to, to tank up a little bit more pressure, run a little bit higher in that early season, um, I don't think that would be a bad practice. All right. Now, let's let's uh, try and be realistic here, too. For a lot of farmers that we talk to, they say, well, I'm going out to spray a fungicide and insecticide. You know, this is an opportunity. I could also throw in a little foliar fertilizer with that or potentially even make a herbicide pass at that time. I realize that really changes the rules of the game once you start doing that. But let's, let's talk about fertilizer then because we aren't maybe worried about the volatility like some of the herbicides farmers may choose. What about mixing fertilizer in? at the same time as fungicides and insecticides does that change what you're doing if now you're saying okay i'm for sure going to have at least 15 gallons of carrier in there uh, maybe even a little bit more if we're applying a foliar based fertilizer micronutrients on that um we actually have done some some field testing uh, we partnered with agroliquid on in soybeans to see if their droplet size and nozzle type and coverage has an impact on the uptake and performance of these products. And what we found was nozzles promoting higher coverage, nozzles that we would traditionally use for fungicide and insecticide spraying, um, like dual fan nozzles and incline spray patterns, um, generally gave us a little bit higher performance, a little bit higher soybean yield, um, four to, to six bushels, that kind of range. Um, that we saw with those nozzles. So if you're applying those foliar fertilizer products, uh, at least in soybeans, I can say uh, I would certainly recommend a very similar nozzle that I would use for uh, my general fungicide and insecticide spraying. So don't think there's any big changes or recommendations there on that front. I think those are two applications that really go very well together um, because the kind of the the best practice in application uh, line up very well with each other. We got a lot more questions for you, Nick, about things that we can do to make spray season go so much better. Farmers are just getting into their sprayers, and for some of them, they say, oh, I'm not going to get back out of the sprayer until August, or at least it seems like that. So we got plenty more topics to bring up. Nick, thank you so much for being generous with your time today, and good luck you're heading into the spring. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and, and happy spraying to everyone out there. You bet. We're talking about specifically fungicides and insecticides for soybeans on today's program. But if you have any agronomic questions for us, our phone lines will be open throughout the show today. 844-442-4743. That's 844-44-AG-PHD. If you're more comfortable sending us an email or if you get a picture or a soil test or a tissue test to send in to, that's great. We would love to take a look at those. Radio at agphd.com is our email box. And um, oh my goodness, we got some more emails in over the weekend. So we'll try to get to some of those a little bit later in the show here today. Stay tuned. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. You work for results. That's why the Enlist Weed Control System gives you flexible tank mixing, near zero volatility, a wide application window, and proven weed control. Because the Enlist system 
was built for your results. Get better weed control with no ifs, ands, or buts at Enlist.com. Enlist.com. With stronger bean prices ahead, don't let white mold reduce your yield and profits again this year. Contans WG reduces sclerotia in your fields, eliminating white mold at the source. White mold was a major problem in 2019, costing soybean farmers valuable yield potential. As you rotate back into those white mold infected areas this spring, protect yourself by applying Contans. Clean your soils and return lost yield potential to every soybean you plant with Contans WG. Downtime during spraying can lead to huge yield losses. Keep rolling with the Pentair Hypro Force Field. This pump features a unique self-regulated chamber that allows the pump to run dry while eliminating cracked seals, so you can spray longer and more reliably. Learn more at pentair.com slash hypro. Start your crop off right with the Germinator Closing Wheel from Farm Shop MFG. Our spike design excels in variable soils and shatters compaction. Plus, the unique shoulder firmer encases a seed to maximize seed-to-soil contact. Order yours at farmshopmfg.com. Morton Buildings knows that great buildings need great people, and we want you to be the newest member of our team. Morton is expanding its construction crew, and we're seeking new and experienced candidates to fill our crew member positions. Morton provides great pay and training, so be a part of the next generation to build Morton. Don't let the opportunity to join the best construction crew in the business pass you by. Learn more on our careers page at mortonbuildings.com. No matter what time of the year it is on your farm, with a Bayer Plus Rewards program, earning and redeeming rewards are always in season. Because when you buy two or more eligible seed or crop protection products throughout the year, you earn $3 per acre in cashback rewards. Cash you can redeem and reinvest in your farm later in the season. That's Bayer Plus Rewards. And that's how we're helping make every part of your season, well, rewarding. Visit MyBayerPlus.com to learn more. See program terms and conditions for full details. When it comes to innovative herbicide formulations, you know New Farm. They've been bringing growers trusted brands like Panther, Credit Extreme, and Cheetah for decades, made right here in the USA. What's your favorite New Farm brand? Email it to turnuptheburn at newfarm.com and you'll be entered to win a monthly $1,000 product giveaway. In these challenging times, we know you're under pressure. New Farm's here to help. Back, you're listening to Ag PhD Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Talking about soybean fungicides and insecticides on today's program, and we're also taking your calls and agronomic questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. We've got Dwayne Rathman with us right now with BASF. Dwayne, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, good afternoon. All right, you get a lot of questions about fungicides and insecticides going out in soybeans and certainly done a lot of work on this for quite a few years. Talk to us for the farmer who's not using a soybean fungicide yet uh, about why he should consider using that on his farm. Yeah, well, you're missing out on the potential, that's for sure. I mean, we've certainly come a long way with fungicides in soybeans. Uh, granted, the very first generation Fungicides were probably not as consistent as we would like to see, but there's been a tremendous improvement in the, in the new active ingredients that have come out recently. So with BSF, you know, our mainstay has been Peraxor fungicide, which is really a very consistent product, giving a nice bump in yield, 
offering plant health and disease control. And then the second uh, product I'd like to mention is Revitec, which is our new generation triazole uh, that's included in that product. And it's very, very active on, on heavy diseases. So Preaxer for most of the Northern Midwest is the right fit probably. But if you're concerned about heavy diseases, maybe frog eye leaf spot, then the person should move up to Revitec. All right. You mentioned plant health, and this is a question we get a lot from farmers. What does that mean exactly? I, I see that my plants maybe stay greener and healthier a little bit longer, but what's actually going on in the plant once you spray them with a fungicide? Right. be a very uh, uh, misunderstood or, or misused term, plant health, but what we found with, uh, with our fungicides, really our headline-based fungicides, which which uh, do include Peraxor and Revitec, uh, there is a plant health component that really helps the plant to operate efficiently and produce more yield, even in the absence of a disease. So plant health is improving the plant and improving the disease potential in the absence of a disease. And what's really happening is the main effect on a plant is that we see um, a much lower production of ethylene in a plant uh, when, when treated with Paraxor or Revitec. And ethylene is a signal to a plant to shut down, basically, to shut down due to stresses, environmental stresses, diseases. And if you can keep a plant going longer and stronger, you're just going to contribute to that final yield. So in the case of soybeans, it's keeping those pods on the plant. It's, it's filling those final uh, beans in, in the pod. Now, Dwayne, there there are a number of areas around the country this year that are a little drier than we'd like, and certainly somebody's going to be dry just at the wrong time this season. We heard a lot of good things last summer when it got dry for the farmers who already had a fungicide on in terms of stress tolerance. Did you notice that as well? We did in in some areas where, you know, you had that moderate drought level, I would say. Uh, A fungicide is not a silver bullet. It can't you know, it can't undo a, a drought that's where, where water is just the absolute uh, limiting factor in yield. But if, if water is just limited for a part of the season and you have some stress, uh, a plant that's operating better, a plant that's more efficient, will, will tolerate these up and down, you know, stress levels that we get in, in, a, plant, in a plant. And certainly mid-season, you know, droughtiness is one of those. Yeah, it's been interesting just to see over the years now, because we've been using a fungicide and an insecticide in our soybean crop pretty much every year for at least a dozen years now. And yes, you're right. There's different weather conditions, different stressors that are out there, different levels of disease pressure that to see the exact same thing every time, I I don't think is realistic, but to see... Mm-hmm. pretty consistently good results. I, I would absolutely echo that on our farm. Now, you mentioned some of the new things coming too, and one of them was the new Revitec. Can you talk about that one a little bit? What's different about that product, and why should farmers take a look at that one? Sure. Well, Revitec is our is our newest uh, fungicide that's, we say, powered by the Revisol active ingredient. And the Revisol active ingredient in Revitec is a new triazole family of chemistry uh, of fungicides and we find it very active so a person would use Revitec in soybeans over Perax or in an area where they're really concerned about heavy disease pressure. Uh, frog eye leaf spot is one that comes to mind for our area the most. We've seen you know traces of frog eye leaf spot over the last couple of years 
It certainly could be building. It always depends on weather during the season, but that is an overwintering disease. So if you've had it once, it's, it's probably in your residue, in your field, and it will spread you know, quite quickly should the weather conditions be conducive. So uh, that is one where you will just see better overall disease control. It's just a stronger product than anything else we've seen there on the, mar on the market uh, as far as heavy diseases. You know, another one well, jumping over to corn would be, uh, for instance, tar spot. Yeah, you know, so some of those really tough diseases is where the Revitec product would come into play, and I would choose that over Paraxor in that case. Very good. We're talking with Dwayne Rathman here with BASF. And just like about everything else in agriculture, there, there are some great new technology coming. We strongly encourage you to take a look at some of these new things on your own farm so you can judge for yourself. And, and hopefully, like Dwayne was saying there, you take a couple of the worst problems. And if you're bringing a new product out and saying, man, put it on your worst problems, that's pretty good. That exhibits a high level of confidence in that product. Uh, Dwayne, thank you so much. Really appreciate what you do. And thanks for being on the show today. Sure. Thank you, Darren. Let's head out to Ohio. We've got Drake Copeland with us right now. He's with FMC. Drake, how are you today? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. All right. We're talking about fungicides and insecticides in soybeans, and, and we were just talking with Dwayne Rathman with BSF primarily about fungicides, but I wanted to get into the insecticide just a little bit too. When we think about some of the different insects that are out there, I always encourage farmers Buy a sweep net, have it in your truck, <laughs> take it out to the field with you. And if you don't want to operate it, chances are you've got a kid or a nephew or somebody on your farm that can get out there and do some sweep net work. Because the fun thing with bugs is you can go out there and scout and you see bugs, then you can spray. That's kind of a nice thing. Absolutely. And and that's one thing, you know, it's Insects sometimes aren't something we can see just driving past the field. Um, and when there's pods out there getting fed on or whatever it may be, it's always good to have something, like you mentioned, a sweep net or an individual to go out there and check for you. Now, we see different bugs out there that, that are tougher to kill. And I think about products like Hero where you get a couple different actives in there trying to, to take out some of the tougher bugs and have a little bit of residual out in the field too to keep out that next flush. What have you been seeing in soybeans specifically with with uh, rates of product that you're using, timings that have been, been really good, and then uh, just products in general? Right, yeah, that Hero product, that 6.4 ounces, is, is usually does really good for us. Um, but folks will run um, in the 4-ounce range too, just depends on what they're they're chasing. But you know, a, a lot of times uh, that, that fungicide application drives an insecticide application. So, for example, um, doing your fungicide application at R3 potentially could be your last trip across the field, one would hope. Um, and people have gotten uh, really good results. I mean, not consistent on every farm, but consistent across your whole farm by including an, an insecticide in that fungicide application. And that's why you know, we, we talk about stink bugs, soybean aphids, um, and podworm in some parts of the U.S., and, and those are good timings um, to do, you know, knock out two birds with one stone, if you will. No, totally agree. And and you think about the, the tougher bugs. I, I hear a lot of guys talking about stink bugs. We don't have them as bad uh, in our area where we farm in South Dakota, but, boy, you head south. That sounds like a really tough one to take out. Absolutely, and there's you know, the further south you go, the more species that you run into with stink bugs. And, and those are just very overwhelming for growers. And, and 
having a pyrethroid, uh, you mentioned hero with bifenthrin, something that has not down activity but also has a little bit of residual goes a long way. And then also down that way, you know, the, the pod worm or corn earworm is, is becoming really tough to control. So that's why we have products like Elevest that include bifenthrin plus a uh, – a diamide like the old Prevathon in the same tank mix so you can really optimize your residual activity. Yeah, there's a lot of good technology coming on the insecticide uh, end of the business. But, uh, Drake, if you can hold on for just a second, I'd love to ask you about some of the new fungicides that you've got coming out as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. High-yield growers know that bringing in big bushels means establishing excellent emergence. Start your crop off right with the Germinator Closing Wheel from Farm Shop MFG. The Germinator Spike design excels in variable soils and eliminates sidewall compaction. But what makes the Germinator unique is its inner rim shoulder firmer, which encases the seed with soil, maximizing seed-to-soil contact. It's not just any closing wheel. Reach your yield potential at farmshopmfg.com. Customer service goes a long way when trying something new. Ryan Shaw from Michigan shares how Soil Warrior helped him transition to strip tillage in his operation. The Soil Warrior guys, they are amazing to work with. They made this jump in this transition extremely painless. It, one question that I get all the time is, how is the service and everything? And I said, well, actually, I get better service from them than I typically do my dealers uptown. They're just amazing. More info at SoilWarrior.com. AgroLiquid is precision crop nutrition. That means being committed to product performance, to research and field testing, and to superior agronomics. Most of all, AgroLiquid is committed to delivering precisely the right nutrition in the right way, including seed-safe planter plus side dress applications and foliar applications with low burn risk. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe this spring with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at headsupst.com. Protect your empire. Rule your fields with dual modes of action. Low-use rate Authority Supreme Herbicide from FMC combines Group 14 and Group 15 modes of action for pre-plant and pre-emergence control of key broadleaf weeds and grasses. A preventative application keeps your fields clean when it matters most to crop productivity. Visit your FMC retailer or ag.fmc.com to learn more. Always read and follow all label directions. Step it up this season. Do more than just keep your soybean fields clean with Authority Supreme or Authority Edge herbicide from FMC. Walk those clean fields with pride and enter for your chance to win a $500 Cabela's gift card. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at stepitupwithfmc.com. Always read and follow label directions for use. Void or prohibited. Must be a legal U.S. resident and age of majority in your state to enter. See official rules for terms and conditions. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. 
Our topic is soybean fungicides and insecticides, and our phone lines are open at 844-44-AG-PHD. I've got Drake Copeland with me still. Uh, he's with FMC. Sorry about uh, running into a break there, Drake, but I wanted to ask you about some of the fungicides because one of the big concerns that we hear from growers is I love the plant health out of the fungicides, but I hate having green stems at harvest. I'd like to avoid that. How do we get the best of both worlds? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's so many premixes available on the market that are just good at controlling diseases, but there are specific questions like you mentioned that come up and that's where Lucento fungicide comes in because it is a two-way premix with a triazole chemistry as well as an SDHI, but it, it doesn't have the stroby chemistry. Um, so we don't get uh, calls on, on uh, fields that, that are staying green, if you will, or have green stem. Usually don't have that problem um, with a fungicide like Lucento. Yeah, you mentioned that not having the strobiliarin product in there. And I know uh, earlier we were talking with Dwayne Rathman about frog eye leaf spot. And that's been one of the concerns a lot of growers have had is, man, we're seeing some frog eye being resistant to the strobiliarins. Want to make sure we've got other active ingredients out there. Well, here you go. You got two other active ingredients that can work on any disease resistance issues you've got out there. Uh, and when you think about that with, with something like Lucento, when do you time that for? Are you timing that for reproductive stages, or are you seeing any benefit coming out in the vegetative stages? Yeah, it's, that's a good question. I mean, for years, R3 has been the go-to timing to optimize that, that yield uh, response to a fungicide. But, you know, there's more guys day in and day out, year in and year out, that are moving towards what we kind of like what we do in corn an early application in the V stage followed by a reproductive stage application. And it depends on the area uh, where you're at, but there will be some folks that will run in at V5 and, and put a fungicide out on their soybean crop and then follow it up with a different fungicide at R3. But for today's information and, and what we know works, uh, we'd like to typically just stay with that R3 application if there's, if you're just picking one. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting this season with soybean prices the way they are. I look for farmers to do anything they think will add more bushels because each bushel is just worth so much this year. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Now we're talking with Drake Copeland here with FMC. Drake, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on today. I know the spring's going to be awfully busy for you, so good luck and stay safe. Absolutely. Thank you. Let's head over to the state of Iowa. We've got our friend Randy Cool with us right now with Syngenta. Randy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good afternoon. All right. Uh, we were talking soybean fungicide and insecticides today. And I look at the soybean acre this year as one where instead of being that second crop that all the effort goes into corn, I think there's going to be a lot of effort put into the soybeans this year. Yes, I would agree with that. With commodity prices the way they are, why growers are definitely paying more attention to soybeans and uh, looking at you know that return on investment they can get uh, out of a fungicide insecticide combination. I was looking at my Twitter feed this morning and I saw a farmer in Iowa already putting soybeans in the ground. We see this trend for early planting. What are what are some concerns you'd have about early planting? I know, hey, if everything works out great, I love the idea, but but what are some of the things we should be watching out for if we get going a little sooner? Well, a couple of things, uh, you know, we always want to use a good fungicide insecticide combination on a seed treatment. 
I think that's uh, really key uh, to get a good start with and protect that soybean. We never know what Mother Nature is going to do. You know, it could cool off, and those soybeans may have to lay there for a while. So having a good seed treatment on there like Cruiser Max Vibrance uh, would be a key. And then, if of course, with cold, cooler conditions, we're not wet yet, but we could definitely turn that way, then SDS could be a problem. And a product like Saltro uh, that Syngenta has would give you excellent production against SDS also. Can you talk real quick about how SDS gets started in a plant and, and when you really need that protection? Well, you really need early on protection. Uh, cool, wet soils are the key driver um, early. Uh, that fungal disease is always in the soil, so it's optimistic that uh, it'll start in that plant early. And, um, you know, then we'll, we don't really see the benefits or uh, the um, – plant part of it until it gets later on where we see that leaf um, where we see the symptoms in that leaf so we need that early on protection uh, with products like Saltro to protect against that uh, early disease part all right so the the early season stuff is is a big deal whether you're planting early or not it can always be cool and wet your plant could always be uh, slow to come out of the ground those types of things how about the in season stuff now we were talking about bugs just a little bit in our last segment just about you can get out there and scout for them and you should you should be out there scouting you should be out there with a the sweep net and soybeans and taking a look for things but disease uh, not not quite so easy and and with these fungicides to get the most out of them we'd like to be ahead of the fungus or ahead of the disease right with our fungicide yeah that's true we want to use products like a miravis neo fungicide you know that has three ingredients or three active modes of action for preventative and curative so a lot of times we want to prevent that disease uh, from even invading that plant uh, we can see that you know disease can be present for a week to two weeks seven to 14 days before we even see leaf symptoms and then, of course, it's, you know, on that later end, then we're looking at the curative side of using that fungicide. So we want something with a long-lasting control out there to get that preventative on that crop, help protect it against those, you know, key diseases like the resistant frog eye leaf spot, the brown spot, um, suppression of white mold, and uh, many other diseases. Well, I like what you're doing on these fungicides. I like what Syngenta is doing, grouping three different modes of action together, making it easy for us to use those. Talk to us about these SDHIs a little bit, because I know you've had Triva Pro out there. Now you've got the Miravis products, and you've got a couple different and really highly effective SDHIs. Yeah, the Cabaxamide uh, classes, uh, like you said, with Slatinol in the Triva Pro, and now we've got a Depodin, a new one. Uh, in the Miravis Neo. The nice thing about those is they're really delivering uh, some residual against those diseases and also some plant health benefits. You know, we, we don't know what kind of abiotic stresses we're going to have this year. Could it be, you know, heat, drought, whatever. Um, those products are really, those new proboxamides or SDHIs like Salatinols really extending that grain fill and uh, giving those growers a good return on their investment. Now, when you mentioned length of control, I think this was one of those key things, too, for me. We we know that we're only protecting the plant parts that are out, and there's going to be some new growth that's going to come if you're spraying, uh, especially a little earlier than, 
than uh, many guys will. If, if you're trying to wait and target one timing, then it doesn't matter. But if you're spraying early, you, you've got a certain amount of plant out there that you're protecting, and then you're going to come back later and protect the rest. I just saw such a difference in length of control with some of these new products coming out, at least on our farm. What have you seen across the state of Iowa? Well, we're seeing some excellent control with those. Uh, even Iowa State's testing earlier now at the B12 timing so guys that have ground rigs can still get over the top of those corn plants and protect those even on soybeans same type of thing so with that longer residual you know especially things like gray leaf spot other stuff that kind of starts at the bottom and works its way up the plant uh, we're getting some of that early protection and then with that residual we can uh, you know make that last longer and uh, help protect it longer throughout that growing season. Yeah, a lot of good products out there to take a look at. If we're mentioning any names of products that you just haven't heard of yet or you haven't tried on your farm, uh, again, I'd encourage you to take a look at some of the new things out there. Really are some good products in this class. We're talking with Randy Cool here with Syngenta. Randy, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on, and good luck this spring. Thank you. Talking about soybean fungicides and insecticides on our program today, also taking your calls and agronomic questions our phone lines are open at 844-44-AG-PHD. And you can always send us an email, radio at agphd.com. Uh, I know we're gearing up for this spring on our farm too, just getting out, doing a little bit of stuff out in the fields, but haven't got the planter out there yet. We've got rain coming up this week, and oftentimes farmers will say, all right, so rain's coming up. Is there anything you want to do ahead of that rain? Well, one thing you may consider, especially if you're in an area where you're going to be planting early, is getting some of those residual herbicides out there on the early side so you know you're going to have enough moisture to get those activated. We'll talk more about that and, and answer your questions and calls right after this. Precision crop nutrition pays. And AgroLiquid has precisely what it takes to help you succeed. The right products plus the right expertise to give you guidance based on your soils, your fields, and your goals. While our clean, seed-safe formulations and lower application rates make planter fertilizer easier than ever. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Give your corn a strong defense against stress throughout the season with MycoApply Indoprime SC. MycoApply Indoprime SC uses four specially selected species of mycorrhizal fungi to protect your crop against stress. That means more access to water and key micronutrients while building a healthy soil structure for stronger crops for years to come. Stronger corn starts beneath the surface. Learn more about MycoApply Indoprime SC at IndoprimeCorn.com. Always read and follow label instructions. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, whenever you want. Farm your way with Case IH AFS Connect. Now you can farm, share data, and manage your fleet however, whenever, and wherever you want. Learn more at caseih.com slash farmyourway. Introducing Kyber Soybean Herbicide from Corteva AgriScience, the newest Premium Group 15 pre-emergent solution. Kyber delivers three effective modes of action for long-lasting residual activity, meaning your fields won't just be clean, they'll be Kyber clean. And what is Kyber clean? Well, it's a little like... 
Nice fields. See the difference at kyberherbicide.com slash soy. That's K-Y-B-E-R herbicide.com slash soy. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today. Heat, drought, wind, hail, northern corn leaf blight, gray leaf spot. If your corn is under stress, you are too. Get Veltima fungicide, swift activity, with fast payback, an expanded application window. Makes life simple, and it's the secure choice, with powerful residual for visibly healthier corn. Swift, simple, secure. Veltima fungicide. Call your BASF rep today. Always read and follow label directions. Veltima fungicide is not registered in all states. Back, you're listening to Ag PhD Radio, talking soybeans on today's program. And man, with the way soybean prices jumped up this year, a lot of farmers have had some excitement about this, saying, you know what? I think I'm going to raise soybeans, and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try and get as many bushels as I can. This is a great opportunity for me to try and catch some profit. But I think the pests might be on to us, and I'm concerned that they're going to be out there in high numbers this year, too. Who knows? You never know how that's going to turn out. But just in case we want to be prepared, we're talking soybean fungicides and insecticides on today's program. Got Ron Geis with us right now with Corteva. Ron, how are you doing? Doing great. Another beautiful day. You yeah. call me more often, Darren. Every time you do, it's a beautiful day out there. Outstanding. Well, that's good. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll keep planning on that. But I do want to have some rain along the way too. So maybe 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 we'll uh, we'll try and slip that in there as well. Okay. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about soybean aphids because we were talking about insecticides and some of the different pests that we have that we know we're going to have uh, each year in soybeans, and aphids are one of them. But we get farmers that say, you know what? I'm concerned about beneficial in insects and all I really have out there is aphids and you've got a solution for us that that kind of fits both needs. Sure do and and that product uh, we introduced a few years ago uh, it's called Transform and Transform is unique in what it really controls are aphids, uh, aphids of all kinds and is very soft uh, to the whole beneficial complex. So the way Transform works, it, uh, it kills the, uh, the aphids, the piercing-sucking insects primarily, mostly aphids, at a very you know, low and economical rate at under an ounce uh, per acre. And then the residual effect uh, continues to control aphids. We, we consistently see two to three solid weeks of aphids control out of Transform insecticide. Yeah, that's really exciting. Now, it's it's funny, Ron, because we talk to farmers all the time. Oh, all I really am worried about is the aphids right now. We say, great, we've got a solution for you. We aren't going to kill all those beneficials off. And now you, you not only have some residual from the transform, you also have the residual activity of all those beneficials that are hungry and out in that field. So if if another flare-up comes, you got something to control them. But then, then the farmer will say, well, 
there are a couple bean leaf beetles out there too. And it's like, okay, come on now. If you've got just aphids, then let's go deal with it this way. If, if you got a whole broad spectrum of bugs out there, then yeah, there's probably other solutions you may consider. Exactly. And if you've got that whole broad spectrum, um, you know, one of the products we've been selling for years is Cobalt Advance. Uh, pretty well cleans out all the all the insect pests that we would have and then gives you a little bit of residual activity as well. Yeah, I like the knockdown with cobalt too, that if you've got yeah. a heavy outbreak and you just realize, oh man, I got some real hot spots out there, it's one that, that stops them quick. So that's that's kind of a nice plus. Uh, okay, so so bugs are one thing, but let's talk just a little bit about disease control because we haven't gotten to this yet today. I'm amazed we haven't had questions about this yet, but sclerotinia white mold. I know uh, Brian's out on the road a little bit today, so if he was in the studio, that probably would have been topic number one today. Uh, have you got the answer for us, Ron? Have you got white mold all figured out that, that we know how to stop it 100%? <laughs> it seems like we can just kind of keep it under control a little bit. Yeah, that's the best way to put it there, Darren, is white mold management. Uh, but there's a couple of reasons why I think we have to have our sites set on white mold this year. Uh, number one, it seems like every time it's an odd number year, and 2021 is an odd number, those are the years that in the northern uh, U.S. that we tend to get more white mold pressure. And I think it just has to do with our rotations back and forth, and we had a real bad outbreak in 2009, uh, well, odd number year, and you know, every odd number year, those that same uh, sclerotinia is still in that same field. It doesn't move very fast or very far, uh, so it's it's in the field we put it in, or or that we found it in. But the second thing, Darren, is if you are planting unfamiliar genetics, you better check and see what the white mold score is on some of these uh, newer genetics. They might need a little extra boost on white mold. Um, so so keep your sights set on white mold. Uh, yes, we do have a good white mold uh, uh, chemical that we recommend. It's approach fungicide. In fact, what we would primarily tell you to do is to use approach and approach prima in a combination uh, to get a good heavy strobularin dose for the white mold control, uh, but then the, the uh, triazole in there to help with frog eye leaf spot just in case that sneaks up. The yeah. thing I'd like to point out with approach, uh, we, we've had it on the market uh, oh, 10 years or so now, and in the, the independent uh, North Central Research Consortium, it always ranks up there at the top or, or right at near, near or at the top on white mold performance with that two-shot program. Yeah, it's definitely a multiple pass uh, disease, not one that we've got a silver bullet that you can just do one thing and get it under control. But you did have a really good comment there, too. You've got to be really fussy when you're picking those soybean varieties to make sure you at least set yourself up for for success. We're talking with Ron Geis here with Corteva over in Iowa. Ron, thank you so much. Really appreciate you talking a little bit about the transform, too, because I think that's one that probably needs a little more mention as we get into soybean aphid season this year. Yeah, I think so. Well, thank you very much, Darren. You bet. Thanks. All right, got uh, Brian back on with us now. And, Brian, we kind of finished out with white mold, and I thought that might be a spot to to drop it in your lap just a little bit because, as Ron was mentioning, there isn't really a silver bullet for white mold. We, we've got a lot of different things we got to do. Yeah, it takes a really concerted effort to have uh, good success against white mold. The number one thing I would say is pick a tolerant variety uh, but after that, you know, you can certainly look at, all right, I got to have good manganese levels in the soil. I could plant a little bit thinner. I uh, maybe 
could go out with a fungicide. But if you're going to do that, I said this earlier in the show, you've got to start right away at R1. You can't take any chances that white mold's going to show up late on you because once it gets going, there's just no stopping it. So get started at R1, and then you might have to come back three weeks later and then another three weeks later, just depending on how the season goes. In terms of products, Endura is the best, but it's so expensive. It's like 30 bucks. So that's usually where we end up talking about maybe a combination of Dolmark and Topson, something that between the two in total is only going to cost you maybe $12. So it's just a lot less expensive and still pretty good. You know, the tricky thing with white mold, too, is that you're only protecting plant parts that are out there when you spray that first fungicide pass. So you're going to need another fungicide pass as new things come out, like new blooms. And that soybean plant is fantastic for taking advantage of late season moisture, and it continues to put on more pods, more flowers, out to about R5.5. Well, that's a big, wide window from R1 to R5.5 that you've got to have protection for white mold. So having that good variety that has some tolerance, I think one of those characteristics with varieties is standability. If you've got something that stands upright and doesn't lay over, that's a big deal. Now, we see many soybeans that have some issues standing up, and especially when they start putting great big leaves on and heavy pods, uh, that that could be a, a problem. So you've got to be real fussy about picking those varieties and then, yes, managing it throughout with different passes of fungicide and other things. You know, the other one brand is Cobra that we don't really mention as a soybean fungicide, but I know there's been some good university data and also some good farmer data about using Cobra just before we get to those reproductive stages of just reducing the amount of white mold pressure. Yeah, we do like Cobra. It's something we use on our farm too. And so what I tell a lot of guys is, look, white mold is in the same place historically that it's always been, usually you find it in those same low spots on your farm. You can go back to your old yield maps if you want to. We do on our farm. It might be only 10% of your acres. So just on that 10%, hit hard. Get some extra manganese out there early on. Put some cobra on right before flowering, just as flowering is about to occur, and then hit those areas even with Endura, and then maybe throw a second shot on. I mean, we've lost as much as 90 bushels per acre to white mold. Seriously, we've been going along harvesting 90 bushel beans, and all of a sudden, we go to zero. 90 down to zero. That is no fun. So what I'm saying here is you want to invest a few extra dollars there, especially with the way the soybean price is today, just to preserve your overall chance for great profitability. Uh, like Ron had made the comment there, we've had it worst, uh, at least in the upper Midwest, on the odd years, it seems. So you look back a couple of years ago at your yield maps, and you can certainly see where those spots are that Brian was talking about. I know on our farm, we've targeted those spots, and maybe it's only 10% of your soybean acres. Well, you can afford to spend a little bit more money on those areas to prevent something like white mold that could completely wipe you out. We've been talking about soybean fungicides and insecticides on today's program. And I, again, I'd encourage you, make sure you're getting all your inputs for the whole season picked up now with supply shortages and trucking issues. We, we just don't want you to run into a problem where you can't get the products you need when you need them. Thanks for listening to our show today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.